You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. I welcome you all. I, I want to welcome especially uh, three wonderful ladies that came in from Cape Town. I'm so blessed by these women. We used to be together on campus uh, at the University of Cape Town, and they were the community members, <laughs> amen, the ones that came in with their children to join the students on campus. So I'm so, but I'm just so blessed. Can you just stand, wave, let people see. <laughs> Michelle, stand as well. Come on, Leslie, let them see you. Don't be shy. They're a blessing. These ones did everything. They would usher. They would sing. They were the ones doing projector with Anele. <laughs> everything they did. They didn't care that they were younger people, students and all that. They did everything. So I'm so blessed by you and I'm so happy that you're here this morning. And listen, your expectations will not be cut off. The Lord will meet you exactly where you are and who exceed your expectations. Amen. I want to invite Michelle before I, you know, bring the word. I, I want her to come say something. She's one of the leaders in our Baxter Theater congregation. So I just want to invite her. Just give her some few minutes. She's, she's, a, she's a blessing. She's loaded. And I believe she'll be a blessing to us this morning. Amen, amen. Come on, Michelle. Good morning, everyone. Thank you, Pastor Uber. Um, I want to just um, go according to my thoughts that I've written down. It says, trusting God beyond imagination. I believe that's the, the theme for today. So who is he? Before I delve into that, let's say greetings in the name of Jesus, um, our wonderful Lord and Savior, who is the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. What an honor it is to be here. To be honest, it is a beyond imagination moment right here with you. What an awesome privilege it is to have a front row seat to see the active outworking of God's glory before you. What a mighty God we serve. Before I share, I'd like to take a moment to give God all the honor, the glory, our Heavenly Father, the maker of heaven and earth, who is holy, worthy, glorious in every way he cannot be compared to. For it is he that has said and continues to say, my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Majestic Lord and King, truly, there is no one like you. And Pastor Uber confirmed this morning because I was like, Lord, I need confirmation. Another one, another one. And she used one of the scriptures that I would like to open with, which is um, among the gods, Psalm 86 verse 8 says, Among the gods, who is, there is none like unto thee, O Lord, neither are there any works like unto, unto yours. So I'd like to, I'm not going to be long, Pastor <laughs> Uber. Um, so I'd like to share just my story in brief, and uh, I hope that it's going to encourage you. 2006, just to pose a question to you, what would you do if God spoke to you? And this is what he said. Trust me, no matter what happens, just trust me. What would your response be? Would you fall humbly and agree? Would you respond with further questions to, God, what do you mean? Clarify, please. Or would you ignore it and move on? Could you imagine? And that was the journey God actually just took me on. Since 2006, September, this is the word he spoke to me, and that is like he spoke that word to me this morning. No matter what happens, just trust me. There's too little time 
to tell you all the things that have taken place. But out of that journey, the one thing I'd like to leave with you is when God says something like this, you can expect him to take you through a stripping process because trusting him is not about, it's not about you, it's about him. And he wants to strip you of everything that you think you know. And he wants to invite you into a deeper um, walk with him and, and intimacy that is, as the theme says, beyond imagination. It cannot be described. Our minds are too limited to absorb the kind of intimacy he has in mind for us. And as the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 2 verse 9, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And through this journey, would you trust God no matter what happens? Job, for instance. God took everything away, but he still trusted God. He didn't deny God. He didn't accuse God. And I'd like to leave what God taught me through this journey, and it's all in an acronym in the word trust. T is for totally. R is for relying. U, upon the shepherd's timing. To trust God is a submissive process. It's to submit, not to the way you want, not to the way you feel, so submitting out of obedience to his word because his word has the highest authority. He does say, forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. So when you agree with God's word, when you come into agreement with him, you have reached a settlement. No matter what happens around you, the word is the standard. It doesn't matter what's telling you on the, in the natural. That is to distract you. The word is the truth. So totally relying upon the shepherd's timing. The kind of trust that God introduces is not based on us, our perceptions or our experiences. Though our experiences can assist us, however, it is limited. Trusting God is beyond what you know or have experienced. Trusting God is rather a submissive response to obey his word and wait before him in worship and pray daily continuously looking to him. As David says in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Any situation, our response is, what does the word say? The word says, God is my help. If you're in any situation, any kind of trouble, that is where your default, it should be automatic. It's believing that God's word is as it is and that God will bring it to pass. While you and I focus on completely relying on him, resting in his promises and walking in them despite what the natural portrays. Trusting God does not, mean, does not come cheap. And I am reminded by this thought I'm reminded by this thought that you and I are the one who determines the value of this trust. So what do I mean? Question, what is your trust based on? Is your trust based on you? Is your trust based on what? Or is your trust based on who? So 16 years later, I stand here before you 16 years ago. This was nowhere in my imagination. Never in that moment when God said, trust me, no matter what happens, just trust me, did I think I would stand and share. And so I've realized that the one who said, trust me, has the capacity and the power to be trusted continually firmly and it possesses a security that has an eternal value. It's like an insurance payout before anything ever happened and only God holds the details to the disclosure. God is beyond the no matter what in our lives. 
the unimaginable disappointments, the deserted or forgotten promises we hoped and believed once before. Trust him. That is my story. God bless you. Thank you, Michelle. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's just pray. Come on, lift up your voice for me. Just say, Lord, I, I, I need to hear you <laughs> clearly, clearly. You've spoken already through your daughter. And I know there is a lot more you have to say this morning. Trust him this morning. Ask him to speak to you. Ask him to speak to you. Amen. You're not here to hear from any man. You will hear from him. So place a demand this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. It is spirit. It is life. Thank you because every life here, as your word comes forth, it will awaken every dead faith. In the name of Jesus, your people will begin to believe you once again. In Jesus' name, beyond imagination. I want to read our theme verse. is from Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. The NIV says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I want to read it in the Amplified Classic. It says, Now to him who by in consequence of the action of his power. Hallelujah. Say by the action of his power that is at work within us, all right, is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far above or far over and above all that we dare to ask or think. You know that there are things you almost don't feel like you, you can ask. You know, you need to be, when we say that person's ask is daring, he says, I'm able to do far above and beyond what you can dare to ask or think. I, I like the fact that it not only says what you can dare to ask, it says what you can think, what you can imagine. Because you know sometimes we don't actually express what we're imagining. No one knows those big things we're thinking. You don't want to tell anyone this is what I'm believing for. <laughs> because they, they could just, you know, size you up and like, you believing for what? Yeah? But he says, far beyond, amen. Far beyond what you can ask or think. Infinitely beyond our highest prayers. Glory to God. Desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. <laughs> to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. To him who is able to do beyond that which we anticipate. To him who is able to do beyond that which we desire beyond that which we imagine, beyond that which we dream about. Now, what is interesting about the scripture to me is that it says he will do beyond. But there are also scriptures, let's quickly read together, Proverbs chapter 10, um, verse 24. It's scripture you know, but I want to read most of my scriptures in the Amplified, and I, I think I only came here with New King James, so I'm going to use... My phone, can, can we read Proverbs 10, 24? Hallelujah. 
It says, what the wicked fears will come upon him, but the desire of the righteous for the blessings of God will be granted. The desires of the righteous. So it starts off first telling you that your desires, not the one that is far above, just the regular desire you have. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, your desires will be granted. And then he takes it further to say, I am even able to do even beyond the desires. So first of all, he says, I will do, I will grant your desires. But here's the thing, not many of us still believe God to grant our desires. Not many of us are in that place where we can say, Lord, I still trust you to grant the desires of my heart. And then you're probably thinking, and so this woman is going beyond imagination. We're still trying to get just the simple <laughs> desire, <laughs> the simple ask, the one I was bold enough to say, not the one that is far-fetched, not the one that sounds crazy. I, I, I'm still dealing with that one. What do you mean beyond imagination? I didn't come up with that. It's in the scripture. Amen. He just happened to highlight it to me and say to me, this is what I'm going to do. This is what and how you need to engage your faith so that you begin to believe him once again. Hallelujah. He says in Proverbs 23, he says, surely there's a future and a reward and your expectations shall not be cut off. I, I don't know what your expectation is. He's saying to you, surely it will not be cut off. It will not be cut off. I, I need in this place this morning, people whose faith will be active once again. People who I believe throughout the period of fasting when we're dealing, you know, uh, getting into the word abide, that as you got into the word and as you're hearing this word, I don't need to shout. The word can perform by itself. <laughs> Hallelujah. The word can do what it needs to do, no matter how it comes from me. It's the word. So if you receive his word as his word and say, you know what? Yes, Lord, I've had some funny situations and things that have happened and things that are pending and things that I'm believing you for. But if you spoke and if you are saying through your servant this morning and through your word in Ephesians, if you are saying that you are able to do beyond my imagination, beyond what I ask, beyond what I think, then I believe you. I believe you. You know, something about women is women have faith. I thought I would get a better amen because there are just women here. Women, there is a faith we have that we hold on and we refuse to let go. Women are the ones who will tell themselves, if I may just pass through this crowd and I will touch the hem of his garment, I know that I will be healed. Women are the ones who will find a wayward husband, hello? Except you're tired, you say you want to be wayward, be wayward. <laughs> no, you know, the truth is sometimes, you, you know, you, you can get there. <laughs> Where you're like, I, I've been praying for you, I've been talking to you, you want to be wayward? When you finish with your waywardness, you come back. Okay, I don't know why, oh, Father God. Maybe we can remove that part. But they're the ones who can hold on. 
and fight. And sometimes it feels unfair. That it, it, it feels like I'm, I'm the only one fighting here. But women fight. I'm the only one believing here. But women believe. I'm the only one making the effort and waking up at night and praying through. And, excuse me. Your salvation is even an individual thing. You better keep praying. Because if you're going to turn around and look at me, well, if you don't pray, I will not pray. Who are you rubbing? So women are people of faith. There's something inbuilt in us that can trust, that can fight, that can believe God, that irrespective of what is going on, we can still say, Lord, I trust you. Even when we, our energy, we are tired, we, you know, we don't have any more strength left in us. And, and sometimes we can even decide, I'm not even doing it again. And then all of a sudden, the fire that is locked up within your bones begins to inspire you once again and you rise up again. There are probably people here this morning who are like, I don't even know this prevailing woman, what has it done for me? But you are here again. You're here again. Because we can't get enough. So there is the faith that is in us. And there is sometimes things that, not even sometimes, a lot of times the enemy fights you know, bringing things that tries to water down, dilute, corrupt our faith. God is able to do beyond our imagination. But there are some imaginations that He's not trying to exceed. Not, there are some imaginations you have that he's not trying to do above what you're imagining. There's some things the enemy has, you know, he, he's just found a way to sneak into your heart and into your life that you are imagining. And that's not the one God is going to exceed. As a matter of fact, that one you need to cast down. Now, the reason why you are not able sometimes to receive and to say it is so true, God is able to do beyond my imagination, is because your imagination is congested with the things the enemy has fed it with. There are things you keep hearing, you keep receiving. You know, he, he, he says certain things, you receive it. You feel a certain way, you receive it. There's so much that he's projected so much, he said so much, that is ruling over you and your faith. Our faith is no longer active. Our faith is no longer able to believe him, not just for what he says I will do when you ask, but to believe him for what he will do beyond what you ask. We cannot. And the reason is because there are imaginations that we must cast down. Hallelujah. We must cast down. I want to see if I have the scripture. Yes. In the Amplified. 2 Corinthians 10. From verse 4, it says, the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood. Our weapons are divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. I don't care how it has built itself around your mind. Hallelujah. We are destroying sophisticated arguments. Are we reading the same thing? We are destroying, hallelujah, sophisticated arguments and every exalted and proud thing 
that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God and we are taking every thought and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ, being ready to punish every act of disobedience when your own obedience as a church is complete. Hallelujah. Destroying sophisticated arguments, every exalted and proud thing that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought, every imagination and purpose captive to the obedience of Christ. We are taking, so today, before you start stepping out to the place of believing God, beyond imagination, to do beyond. I need you to take some thoughts captive. I'm just thinking because she hugs me all the time, so I'm sure it's okay to... There's no social distancing with her. I'm thinking... Think about, this is you, and this is me. I'm your thought. I'm your thought. And turn with your hand. See all this that I'm doing? I'm doing to her just to show you. This is me, her thought. I've taken her captive. She cannot go where I want her to go. When God is saying one thing, the thought is saying, I said we're going this way. But the Bible is saying, you need to take the thought captive. And you need to begin to tell the thought, this is how you think. Your thought is not supposed to take you captive. You take your thought captive. My thought must be my slave. It should not rule over me. And then you may be saying to me, you don't understand the things the enemy throws at me. Ah, thank you. You know that scripture says, casting down imagination. Here's the thing about casting. And I can't use you for this one. Because to cast something is not a gentle act. For me to cast something, it means I I hate it so much. I cannot deal with it a second longer. For me to take something and cast it, I'm I'm not treating it delicately. Amen. I'm not taking the wicked thoughts that are keeping me from moving forward. I'm not playing with it. The thoughts that are keeping me from peace, from my peace of mind, the thoughts that are keeping me from advancing, the thoughts that are telling me you must remain in this box. Excuse me, I I will not play with it. I will not say, just step aside. I cast it. And the picture I have, I wish I had wrestlers in here. (laughs) Because it's a fight. It's almost like you taking that thought, lifting it up. I don't know if you used to watch wrestling. I used to enjoy it. Picking that thought up. My mother used to, oh my word, when my parents were watching wrestling those days, you forget that they're wrestling and you watch them. (laughs) Because they're like, yes, Kevin Vonnery, hit him, throw him down, finish it. And all of, and I'm thinking, so we're just watching them like, wow. (laughs) Have people ever watched you take captive some thoughts? I used to be in the supermarket. There were times I've told you many years ago when I go into the store and then my children, I think they were in primary school or something, and then I'm in the store and the enemy just 
whispers, some, you know, a thought just comes, and I say, I bind you in the name of, and I'm in the store. <laughs> yeah, I've done that. I just, I bind you in the name of Jesus. In the name, Satan, you're a liar. I bind you. In the name of Jesus, your plans, your agenda will not succeed. I bind you. That's how to cast down. Imagination. You take the imagination, you throw it up. You, by the time you slam it on the floor, you know what they call pin for? I don't, sorry that I'm going into wrestling. You know pin for? When, wow. Spiritual. <laughs> when, when you've taken that opponent and you've put him in the air and you slam him, then you use your elbow. You, <laughs> you keep him down. You pin down his shoulder and you keep him in that position until the referee counts and declares you winner. It's time to begin to give some thoughts. Pinfalls. I'm not taking for granted the intensity, the pressure certain thoughts bring. But today you want to say, ah, I cast you down. I this thought that tells me it's over for me, I cast you down. Ah, this thought that tells me there's nowhere else for you to go, you are stuck. Every thought that tells me I'm stuck, I cast it down in the name of Jesus. I take it captive. I will no longer be the one you are leading around. I take every thought captive. I cast you down in the name of Jesus. We're going to stand up for a minute before I continue. And you're going to take authority because here's the thing. God is going to do beyond our imagination, but we need to get your imagination right. We need to work on the imagination first and foremost. So you're going to rise to your feet. And you're going to remember now, when you are casting out, casting down imagination, that you are not trying to be nice to those imaginations, anything that is telling you that you are a failure, are you going to play with it? Anything that is telling you that you're, you're stuck here, I, I, is, it, is that thing your friend? Why are you going to be nice? Anything that is telling you, you will die, as you leave this place, you are dying now, is it your friend? You cast down imaginations, the things that are telling you, you see your child, I have her, I have him, I will do, you, you, you don't play with those thoughts, cast down, I want you to take a minute and you begin to cast down every thought, every imagination, everything that has taken you captive, switch in the name of Jesus and take it captive now in the name of Jesus, come on, I want you to pray, Pray in the name of Jesus. I take captive every thought. I take captive every imagination. I take captive in the name of Jesus. Every lie of the enemy. Every lie. Every thought that keeps coming. That keeps lying to me. I take you captive. In the name of Jesus. Oh, you better cast it down. You better take it captive. You don't play with it this morning. You don't play with it this morning. Take authority over it. Cast it down. Pull it down. Pull down those strongholds. They're hindering you from believing that God can do beyond your imagination. Cast down every contrary thought. Cast down every contrary imagination. Cast down everything that has imprisoned you. Every thought that has imprisoned you, cast it down. In the name of God, come on, I want lift your voice. 
I know, I know that the enemy constantly fights the people of God in the battleground of their minds. But you must cast down imaginations. You must refuse for him to rule. You must refuse for him to dominate you. You must refuse in the name of Jesus. Cast it down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before you sit, I want us to declare and to say to the Lord, let it be your confession today. I wrote this down. I said, Lord, I stop downgrading your word. Let's say it again. Lord, I stop downgrading your word to the level of my feeling. To the level of my experiences, I stop downgrading your word to the status that the world is downgrading it. You know the word is downgrading the word. The world, the world is always speaking contrary concerning the, the word. But you must not, you know, we, we need to come to a place, and I've said it before, that we should stop shrinking the word of the Lord to, to fit our, our brains. Don't shrink the word of God. And even as I speak the word today, you know, the enemy also comes and says, but there are things you are still believing God for. Why are you speaking? And I, I, I laughed. I was having a conversation with Elder Eden and I'm like, uh, I don't bring my experiences to the level of the word. I, don't, I mean, I don't bring the word down and pull it down and say, uh, so, this is my experience. And because I'm having this experience, it means the word of God is not so powerful. It means the word of God cannot do what it says it can do just because I'm having an experience. Because I'm going through this, it means the word of God is not what it says it is. Excuse me, the word of God is what it says it is. The word of God is who he says he is. And I must take that experience and I must begin to command it to line up. Line up with the word of God. Line up with the word of God. Line up with the word of God. I'm not going to sit back and begin to say, oh, this word, it doesn't even work. Look at what I'm going through. And so we're declaring today, I stop downgrading your word to the level of my feelings and experiences. Lift your voice and declare it today. Tell yourself, from today, you, Uba, you stop downgrading the word of God. You stop downgrading the word of God. Can I hear you? Speak to yourself this morning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I stop it. I don't downgrade your word anymore. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Jeremiah says, Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Nothing. It's too difficult for thee. Some uh, days ago, probably over a week now, I was, I woke up early, I was worshiping the Lord. You know how we just tell him, you are just beautiful. Lord, you, you are so powerful. You told him that before. That you are great. Lord, when, when I look around, I see there's none like you. I, are you following and all the wonderful things. And so I was having this conversation and just saying, Lord, just blessing his name, ascribing, you know, greatness and just declaring. And, and then he just said to me, I'm generous. Have you, you know, can you imagine me 
with you, Pastor Jess. And I'm saying, oh, Pastor Jess, you, I really appreciate you. You're so kind. I like how gentle you are, you know. And then you say to me, <laughs> and also generous. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> That's what it was. I'm telling him all the beautiful things I can say. And he says, I'm, I'm generous. So I, I added it, and I was like, yes, Lord, you are generous. And I continued telling and then he says, like, she's not getting it. I'm generous beyond your imagination. And then I, you know, the, the prayer, I forgot all the other attributes. Because when someone comes to me and stands before you and begins to say, to me says, Pastor Oba, you know I'm generous, ne? And she's saying, you, you, know I'm, you know I'm general. It means you're about to do something. Because you can't be telling me uh, I'm, I'm generous. So what? So for him to say to me, I'm generous, it, it means he wants to show me. And then for him to say, I'm generous beyond imagination. He's about to do stuff. He's about to do stuff that will blow my mind. And when you begin to understand that he's generous beyond imagination, he will do stuff that will blow your mind. Yes. And I was excited. God said, yes, Lord. You're generous. Generous. Beyond imagination. Generous. And I remembered Solomon. Remember Solomon? When he took over. From his father, and he, he was asking, Lord, Lord, give me an understanding heart. Let's read, I think. I'm going to, I'm going to read it in, no, I shouldn't do Amplified, hey? It will be really long. But let's see, I'm, I'm just trying to get a version. Hallelujah. Are we here? Are we being blessed? First Kings chapter 3. I'll still read in the Amplified. It's not that long. From verse 5. You know, this is when the Lord appeared to Solomon in the dream at night and said, Ask me what I shall give you. From verse 6 says, Then Solomon said, you have shown your servant David, my father, great loving kindness because he walked before you in faithfulness and righteousness and with uprightness of heart toward you. And you have kept for him this great loving kindness in that you have given him a son to sit on his throne as it is today. So now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of David, my servant, my father. And as for me, I am but a little boy <laughs> in wisdom and experience. I do not know how to go out or come in. That is, how to conduct business as a king. Your servant is among your people whom you have chosen, a great number, who are too many to be numbered or counted. And then he says in verse 9, So give your servant an understanding mind and a hearing heart with which to judge your people so that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge and rule this great people of yours? He says, give me an understanding heart. Amen. Amen. A hearing heart. Verse 10 says, Now it pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing, and God said to him, Because you have asked this, and you have not asked for yourself a long life, nor for wealth, nor for the lives of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to recognize justice. Behold, I have done as you have asked. I'm not going into the part that, oh, he asked for wisdom, so he got 
other things. No, I, I just want you to see the generosity of God. All right? He says, Behold, I have done as you have asked. I have given you a wise and discerning heart and mind so that no one before you was your equal, nor shall anyone equal to you arise after you. Are you following? He said, give me understanding heart. Look at what he's saying. And it says, I have also given you what you have not asked, both wealth and honor, so that there will, be, there will not be anyone equal to you among the kings for all your days. And he goes on, if you walk in my ways and all of that. He says, I will not only give you what you have asked. I am so generous. I am generous beyond your imagination. I will give you even what you have not asked. Remember we said that God exceeds what you ask for. He exceeds your desire. He says, I will give you what you ask for. And even that thing you asked for, did you see how God unpacked what he asked for? He says, I will give it to you, but I will go beyond. I am generous like that. I will do beyond up till today. We don't know any as wise as Solomon. The wealth that he had. God is the God that does beyond what you ask him. He goes beyond. Abraham, all Abraham wanted was a son. Just give me a son and I'll be satisfied. I just need someone to take over my name and say Abraham Jr. That's, that's all I want. Just a son. And the Lord said, I, 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 I move, there's a way I operate. The way I operate, I'm so generous that I will not only give you a son, I will give you sons. In fact, I will make you the father of nations. That's beyond imagination. Generous beyond imagination. Merciful beyond imagination. You know, God is so generous in his mercy. Amen. Because, and the reason why I said that now is because there are still people, maybe one or two people struggling with some thoughts and saying, uh, you know, Abraham, righteous, and all of those things. I'm not in that position. I've done things. Uh, you know, this is how my life is. I don't think I'm in line to experience the level of generosity you're talking about or to, to experience God beyond imagination. And, and, and I'm, I'm saying to you this morning that he is merciful beyond your imagination. He is merciful. He says, though your sins be as scarlet. You know how wild and bright scarlet is? Though your... Wow. Wow. Though your sins be vulgar. That's what he said to me. And I'm, I was trying to find how to say it. <laughs> and I'm not saying that red, bright red is vulgar. <laughs> but that's how it came. Though your sins are out there, they are vulgar, they are like scarlet. I am merciful beyond imagination. Look at that Samaritan woman. After, what, how many? Five husbands? And still with the one that she was not married to. And Jesus was busy seeking her out and doing, speaking to her and letting her know that from you, my God, from you, springs will flow. Hallelujah. Merciful beyond imagination where you you will be thinking the 
highest that can happen is that this person be forgiven and just go and live a quiet life. He says, I'm merciful beyond imagination. My favorite guy, the prodigal son. In fact, the one who is dearer to my heart is his father. Coming back and showing. That is such an indication of how God is merciful beyond our imagination. So when he said and says to us, beyond imagination, I'm able to do exceeding and abundant. Listen, don't limit it to maybe money, uh, prosperity. There are many other areas. He's gracious beyond imagination. You don't expect to receive the kind of grace you, are, you have received and you're walking in, but he's gracious behind, uh, beyond imagination. Merciful, kind beyond imagination. He will use you beyond your imagination. The lady, the girl who was speaking to another youth, I think I've told you the story how I got saved in high school. There was a lady, she was speaking to a group of girls, you know, maybe three, four of them, and she was preaching to them. And they didn't care. They didn't want to listen. And then I was walking past. I was walking past and I, I was hearing some things. Salvation, Jesus will do this. So I was just hanging. <laughs> so I was just hanging around. And when they... You know, the girl she was talking to, they didn't pay attention. She didn't even speak to me or anything because I left and I went into my room and I knelt down and I gave my life to Jesus. I've never gone back after that day. So it's not that, oh, you gave your life, then after one man of God preached, then you gave it properly. No, I gave it properly that day. And I started speaking in tongues that day in my room with nobody. Why am I remembering this? God used her beyond her imagination. She doesn't know. Up till today, she does not know. I'm standing here today and I'm speaking to you, uh, but there was someone who spoke to me that God used beyond her imagination and she doesn't even know. A school girl. A school girl. Maybe tomorrow if you sit her down and say, you know, God can use you beyond imagination, she may not even understand. She will not understand that she's the same person that preached and I just overheard what she was saying and I went and I gave my life to Christ and got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Beyond imagination, he can use you beyond your imagination. And I'm expecting to be used beyond my imagination. And you should expect to be used beyond imagination. You should expect that God will do things in you and through you that when ears hear, they will be like, who are you talking about? Use me, Lord. Beyond my imagination. We're going to end just now. because, But you see, he can also lift you beyond your imagination. He says in his word, he's the one, he takes the poor, he takes them, lifts them from the dust, amen. It is beyond imagination that the person you saw on the street, sitting in the corner one day, is now sitting with royals, with royalty, sitting with kings. I don't know about you, but that blows my mind. That's beyond my imagination. Amen. But he's the God that says, I will raise up the poor from the dust. I will raise you up. The one that they have given up on, I will raise you up from the dust. And I will set you with princes. I will set you with rulers. I will raise you. It is beyond imagination where God can place you.
want to embarrass anyone. But I want to pray for you. Come. Yes, you. Stand. Hallelujah. I want you. Ah. Can you turn look at them? I want you to look at her and remember her today. Because God is going to do beyond our imagination in this life. Beyond what your eyes have seen. It's be, it will be beyond imagination. You've seen her. You've seen her. You will see her again. And in, in some years to come, you remember today. You remember that God just singled her out. And said, I'm going to set her with princes. Amen. And I'm declaring over you that the word the Lord has spoken Amen. over you will come to pass. Amen. It will not fall to the ground. In the name of Jesus, the enemy will not take you out before your time because the hand of the Lord is upon you to do the unimaginable. The hand of the Lord is upon you to do beyond imagination. Your imagination, the imagination of your family, he will do be the, beyond the imagination of any one of us. We have no idea where God is taking you, but get ready. And remember this and continue to speak it over your life. Continue to say, Lord, you will do beyond my imagination. Even if I'm struggling today, you will do beyond my imagination. And so I declare it over you now in the name of Jesus. Every limitation in your mind, everything that limits you, that tells you you cannot go beyond this level. Today it is broken down. I, I pull it down. I cast it down forcefully in the name of Jesus and I declare that you will be set and you will sit with princes you will speak in places your voice will be heard and so he said even now we can't hear your voice but your voice will be heard you see this is so contrary to who you are right now and to what we know about you, but he's speaking over your life and he's declaring that he will cause you to stand. And as you stand, you will speak his counsel in whatever area it is he puts you in. You will speak in the name of Jesus. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his life.
Hallelujah. Let's just pray in the spirit of it. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I, I want to remind you that he uses the weak things. The world uses the weak things differently. The weak things are abused. The foolish things are abused. But he's saying, I use the weak things, the base things. And it is through the weak things and the base things and the foolish things that I'm going to show that I do things beyond the imagination of man. And so I want to say to you in this place this morning, if you are not feeling any strength at all, if you are feeling weak if you feel foolish compared to those around you compared to your contemporaries you are the candidate of god this morning he says i will use you beyond your imagination even in your weakness even in your foolishness even where you are right now where you're thinking oh there's nothing to me that's okay there's nothing to you but when he finishes with you when he finishes with you, he will set you on your high place. I thank you, Lord, this morning because you have said you would do beyond our imagination. Even while we're here, we, we have no clues to what you are doing. Even with this word, we don't even know yet. Lord, I, I, I believe and I know that you will use this word beyond my imagination. Thank you, Lord. I want to end with something the Lord told me. He said to me, whatever you start supernaturally, in the supernatural, make sure it's maintained in the supernatural. You see, because the reason why we are down and the reason why we give in, the reason why we cannot continue, something we started strong, something we started in faith, something we started, you know, thus says the Lord, the Lord said this to me and we started. The reason why we're not sustaining it and we cannot continue is because the supernatural aspect is no longer there. We just left it. And then sensual wisdom took over. And then the things we think we know to do better, we're doing. He says, don't start, don't continue anything I started supernaturally. Don't continue it in the flesh. Don't continue it in the flesh. So I want to say to you, your faith, supernatural. Your walk with him is supernatural. Everything about your life is supernatural. Don't allow the enemy reduce it. And you start walking in the flesh and you're not able to cope anymore. Galatians, oh foolish Galatians, did you begin in the spirit that you will end in the flesh? May we not end 
in the flesh. May we maintain that faith for the supernatural, the faith for the unimaginable, the faith for the supernatural, the faith for the extraordinary in the name of Jesus. You want to rise to your feet this morning. Let's just bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, talk to him this morning. Just bless his name. Thank you because he will do beyond your imagination. Beyond your imagination. Come on, bless him. Bless him. Bless him like he did something in your life this morning. Bless him like he's changed, turned things around in your life. Bless his name. Bless him because if those imaginations that crippled you have been cast down, then you need to bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Give him glory. Give him glory. Give him glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, because my imagination is so sanctified. <laughs> my imagination is so sanctified. It believes for greatness. It believes for great things. My imagination, I think of great things. I think of powerful spiritual things. I no longer think things that cripple me. I don't think things that limit me. I don't think things that box me. I don't think things that keep me under. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I give you glory. Thank you, Lord. Come on, thank him one more time. Let your voice be louder this morning. Just lift it louder and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.